Hey, everybody, it's Josh Carson with UPCI Youth Ministries. Thanks for taking time to join the podcast and listen in to this resource that we're doing our very best to make as something that can be beneficial to your role, whether you're serving in, uh, as a youth pastor, a young adult leader, uh, whatever that might be. Maybe you're just a youth team member uh, or maybe aspiring to youth ministry, whatever that might be. Thanks for taking time to check out the podcast. We want to thank those of you who work hard in giving sacrificially to Sheaths for Christ, which is the fundraising arm which underwrites resources like this. I want to give a great thank you to Brother Matthew Woodward, who helps as uh, all things podcast for us here at the UPCI Youth Ministries. And then you'll also hear during this podcast, as normal, from Justin Ranking, Youth Secretary, and from Michael Thomas, our Director of Promotions. We have an incredible guest that I'm gonna announce here in just a few minutes. But before we do, before I ever allow anybody to speak to me, I try to always pray for that person. And so I want you to just join me for a moment wherever you're at and pray that before you listen, that God would open your heart and God would bless the speaker so that you could uh, hear what the Lord would have for you through this session. God, we thank you for our time together. We understand that without you, we have nothing. It is by your grace and your love alone that we are able to uh, minister and to serve and to somehow try to be effective in the lives of youth and young adults. I pray that you would bless our speaker. I pray, oh God, that you would touch our ears, our mind, our heart to be ready to receive uh, these important principles that we're going to hear and kind of what uh, this missions program is all about during uh, this this particular topic. Uh, we ask it all in Jesus' name, and I pray a special blessing upon every youth ministry leader that's taking time to listen in to this valuable resource. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're delighted to have on this podcast uh, none other than the amazing Sanitha Clayton. She is our National Apostolic Youth Corps, AYC for short, uh, director, and she is a full-time executive uh, assistant there at World Headquarters. Sanitha is brilliant, and those who know her would be quick to testify to that, and it's been a joy having her join our uh, team at World Headquarters in St. Louis, but she is extremely passionate about uh, not just things like spreadsheets, and she can get a laugh out of that, but she's also extremely passionate about missions and ministry, and she has been for a long time. This isn't something that changed because she came and joined the youth ministries team, but rather her burden for missions and ministry really is something that elevated her uh, and the, the just the favor of God through her burden for ministries, what's elevated her to the role she's in now. And she's going to talk to us about uh, AYC and missions. And so we're just delighted that she's going to take the time to share with us. Sister Sanitha, take your liberty and share with the, uh, the listeners today. Thank you, Brother Carson. I'm very thankful for your leadership and count it an honor to work alongside you for UPCI Youth Ministries. Today I was asked to talk about why AYC matters. This is a subject that's very dear to my heart and I'm very passionate about. And for those of you listening, you might be wondering, what is AYC? Well, AYC stands for Apostolic Youth Corps. It is a ministry of UPCI Youth Ministries that allows mission-minded young people to be paired with sites across the globe that need and desire evangelistic assistance. 
AYC allows us to complete or to be a part of the Great Commission. You know, in Matthew 28, it talks about teach all nations. So to me, it means share the truth across the continents. God has given us the truth, the biblical truth, and he's asked us to share it across the continents. There's something to be said when you share truth with someone who's hopeless and you see it in their eyes and they just light up. It's kind of like they live life without anything. You share the truth with them, the truth of Jesus. And then they're kind of like, yes, this is amazing. And you get to watch them sacrifice their life for the honor of being a part of God's work, his purpose now. Um, being able to watch someone receive the Holy Ghost for the first time. You know, the first time that you maybe received the Holy Ghost, that joy that you felt. And you get to experience it every day now. And there's some people out there that have never experienced the Holy Ghost. Like you're sharing the knowledge of Jesus to allow them to accept that gift as well. The greatest gift that we could have ever received. It's amazing to see them just kind of jump forward and be willing to do this this life with Jesus, kind of dedicate their life with Jesus. And AYC allows students the opportunity to experience that. There are so many stories of AYC and how it's impacted cities and countries across the world. And one of them, I have a couple favorites, but one of them is this summer in Ukraine. We were on the steps in the city center of Kiev and a young man came up to our group. We were just standing on the street corner singing songs and um, one of our missionaries was able to share the gospel in Russian so they could um, understand, but they also speak English. However, this young man came up and we prayed with them. Then that Sunday, he was able to come to service. He received the baptism, uh, baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that evening, he wanted to be baptized in Jesus' name. And the cool thing about that story is this young man a long time ago had a vision or a dream that God had given him that he was called to be a missionary. He didn't really understand what that meant or how even to go about that. But after he received the Holy Ghost and was baptized, it was kind of clear to him that he realized that this was the truth and this is what needed to be shared in his country. And so it was awesome and amazing to me to see that a group of young people were able to abandon, you know, a couple days, go away from the North American lifestyle, go over to Ukraine and share the gospel and allowed this young man to hear it and then able to connect the dots that God had given him a long time ago. So it's kind of like AYC helped release a missionary for Ukraine. And that's just one impact that happened in a country this summer. Another thing that um, some of our hosts have said is that even if young people come over and we don't see these amazing things happen in the seven to 11 days that we are on site. The thing is, is that they allow um, the encouragement. They are able to encourage new church plants or even encourage young people in their churches because some cities and countries, it's very hard to get momentum and some people can get discouraged. But when a group of 40 to 50 young people come to a city and are ready to impact it for God, it's this, this increasing faith that lead, that lingers there for the young people and allows them to create momentum and keep moving forward. Another one um, story of how AYC has impacted a country is in the country of Malawi. Um, they were out passing tracks and one track was handed to this individual and he came up to the missionary and was just asking questions about, do you believe in Jesus name baptism and 
receiving the Holy Ghost. He's like, I've been searching you for, for you a while for a while. And the host missionary had that conversation with him. And that one track that a young person handed out opened up a door to a refugee camp of thousands. I think it was like 30,000 young um, souls that wanted to hear the gospel. So because a young person was able to go over and just pass out one track, it was uh, able to impact that country or even that city, that refugee camp. So those stories like that, I believe that AYC matters. Another thing is for AYC is I believe it allows you to experience things that happened in the Bible. It was almost kind of like you get to see the Bible come to life. And I love that. Um, it allows you to be immersed in different cultures in cities and in countries. A lot of people think you have to travel outside of North America to experience all kinds of cultures. And you do, I believe, but each city, we are a melting pot in North America as well. And each city has its own culture. So being able to be immersed in different cultures kind of gives you that experience of what heaven will be like, because when we get up there, we're going to be worshiping with all kinds of different cultures. And I love the ability to do that on earth before I get the opportunity to do it in heaven. Another thing um, that allows me to kind of do a biblical principle is that I was speaking with one of my friends one day and we kind of geek out on missions. God allows you those people in your life so you can kind of talk through things and move forward the gospel. But we were just talking kind of about the time spent preparing for a missions trip. And if you take the time out of AYC prepping and traveling, it's about three to 5% of the days of the, that we have in a year. And this principle that we are taught in the Bible is that we're supposed to tithe 10%. And a lot of that is our funds and our income, absolutely. But sometimes just allow to humor me that sometimes our time can be added into that as well. So we're asking about three to 5% of your time um, and the return that you get on that is something you can't even measure. It has a lasting effect on our, the rest of our lives. It's kind of like an investment that never stops giving out returns just for that three to 5%. Another thing I've been able to see is um, people receive the Holy Ghost in English. I mean, that was awesome. You know, those different tongues and dialects we always think. But when I was in India one time, we had a Holy Ghost crusade. I was able to see God fill somebody with the Holy Ghost in English. It was one of the most, the craziest experiences. Um, I was able to have a devotion at Lydia, um, at the spot where Lydia was baptized. That was talked about in Acts. And even the um, in Acts 17, when they're talking about Mars Hills and Mars Hill and the um, altar to the unknown God. Like I was there. I was able to see it. It was, it was allowed me the opportunity to see the Bible come to life. And that's something that's empowering because we read this and we know that it is the inspired word of God and we know it's true. But to see it with your own eyes come to life, it's just something that increases your faith that it will always walk with you. And through trials and tribulations to know, you know what, this Bible, the Bible is real and I've seen it and I've seen it come to life. Um, AYC allows a young person the opportunity to disconnect from all kinds of distractions. I know that every day we are bombarded with notifications and phone calls and this and that. But on an AYC trip, I believe that students are able to 
turn their phones off. Most of the time you don't have any cell signal. So kind of get to disconnect from the world and you're able to focus solely on what God's purpose is. It allows you to pour into people and the people that God loves, that he wants to reach, that he wants them to know the truth. And, he, and while he pours back into you at a more rapid rate, you're able to pour into them. It breaks you out of your comfort zone and gives you a one-way ticket on a journey full of ministry opportunities. And I believe that AYC allows a young person to go listen to the call of God and build their life around the call of God instead of having to remodel it later when they kind of figure it out. I've been involved in youth ministry for about 10 plus years. And I would say probably one of my favorite things is when I get to see the light go off in young people. It's like when you push them just a little bit outside of their comfort zone and you believe in them, you like you see this one thing, you have this vision of what that they can do, how they can use their skill set for God's kingdom. And you want them to see it too. And then when you push them a little bit, they step out and they get it. They find that their passion aligns with God's purpose. And I absolutely love that moment. So being on multiple AYC trips has allowed me the opportunity to see the light bulb go off for many. And when these students return to their home mission field, because we are on a mission field, they come home with a clear vision, a heavy burden, and enough passion to make a difference. It just clicks in them. So how I've seen AYC impact students is for one, they create a bond with their family. This AYC family, you show up in an airport, you don't know any of these students, and then by the end of the seven to 11 days, you are best friends with them and you wonder, how could I have ever lived without them? And then you have lasting friendships that, man, they, I still have some of my best friends that I went on an AYC trip with many years ago. And they've carried me through some valleys in my life too. So the strength of that, being able to have that support of a mission-minded young person in your life, a friend, a dear friend that cares about you, it matters. I've also seen how a student being able to experience healing on a, on a mission field has empowered them to pray for people differently in, um, back in their home church. I had one student, he laid his hands on a lady that was blind and started praying for her and noticed that the milk drained out of her eyes and she was instantly healed. He said, I've never, ever been able to experience that before, but you better believe since I experienced it here, I'm going to go back home and it's there too, because God's everywhere. You know, I've watched young people come back from an AYC trip and it's completely changed the course of their life. Some of them feel that they're called to be missionaries and they take the next steps to be able to fill out that calling in their life. Some of them, you know what, decide I'm not going to go to secular school. I'm going to dedicate a couple years of my life to Bible college to dig into God's word and to be able to hide that in my heart that I might be able to move forward in ministry, however God calls me to. They also decide not to stop running from their call. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to be a, a youth worker. I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to be a youth president. Whatever it is, God spoke to them on an AYC trip. They come back empowered enough to make decisions that alter or change the course of their life. Another thing that I've noticed on AYC trips the, of the ripple effect. Sometimes we go on these trips wanting to impact the country and that happens. We want to come back and it's impacted us as well. 
However, there's one thing that I've noticed that God's brought to my attention is the ripple effect. Over the last summer, God's really highlighted this area to me. I had one student go on an AYC trip and um, he told the story about how whenever he was younger, he had this really good friend and they were in church together and some traumatic event happened. And she was like, you know what? I am done with God. I'm done with this. This wouldn't have happened to me. You know, bitterness set in and she just turned away. And this attendee, this AYC attendee kept reaching out, kept reaching out, and she just didn't want anything to do with it. But he never gave up. So he went on this AYC trip and shared the amazing things that God did while he was in this destination about how God was healing people and saving people and just posting it on social media, just sharing the good news, the good report. And when he came back from his trip, this young lady that he used to be best friends with when they were younger, that he'd been reaching out to for a long time, decided to message him and said, I saw the amazing things that God did on your trip. Do you think that God can do those things for me? That's an amazing testimony of the ripple effect of AYC. This young person went on this trip to impact the country, maybe even impact himself, but it also impacted his world back home, thousands and thousands of miles away from where it actually happened. And that's the beauty of AYC, the ability of the ripple effect. So thank you, Brother Ranking, for allowing me this time to share my burden of why AYC matters. Thanks so much, Sister Clayton. We really appreciate your passion that you have for AYC, our missions trips, and uh, of course, supported through UPCI Youth Ministries. And um, as your obviously your role of that, then uh, and my role as General Youth Secretary, we get to work on almost a daily basis on planning planning trips and chaperones and um, all the all the aspects of preparing for AYC trips. And so we thank you so much for sharing that burden with us just just walking through some question and answers um let's talk about let's talk about this do you think there are um just kind of hit this head on at the very beginning do you think there are some misconceptions about ayc missions trips um what are maybe some of the biggest ones you've heard and, and just kind of a, a response of you know from your perspective of you know a, I, I i hear this what people think about a trip and and that's really a misunderstanding and just kind of set the record uh, straight from your perspective today. Um, absolutely. Uh, some people will have the question of an AYC, a mini vacation, and then you kind of do a little bit of ministry. And my response to that is absolutely. We go to these beautiful destinations, these cities, these countries that God's created, and they are gorgeous. They're breathtaking. And we do some fun things. You know, part of an AYC trip is you get to do two days of sightseeing. But part of that sightseeing is for you to be immersed in the culture. So you're able to understand how they do their day-to-day -day lives and how they experience their city and what happens in their city. So you're able to minister at a different um, at a different ability, at a different level for them. Yes, we have fun on our AYC trips, but our main mission for going over there is to impact that city or that country for the kingdom of God. And I believe that you talk to any AYC or when they return, they're like, man, that was such an impactful time um, that we were able to spend with God and leave that country that way as well. 
Absolutely. I could even testify to just last summer being on our AYC trip. There were several who realized at the beginning of the trip that we had all of our sightseeing, a majority of our sightseeing at the very beginning of our trip. And they were asking, why are we doing so much of this? I'm ready to get into ministry. And the missionary said, we want you to understand the people and to understand the culture and what they're facing. And by the end of the trip, kids during their testimony service were saying, I now understand why you had that balance of the front end of our trip being more about the culture and and those experiences so that we could understand the history of where we were. I think that's, you know, sometimes often too, people will see the photos of what's happening on an AYC trip. And the majority of the photos that are the easiest to take and to post are the ones when we are on sightseeing and traveling. Um, the ones that are usually the most challenging are when we're praying for people and we're in ministry because our phones are in our pocket. And um, so I think that sometimes could even contribute to that uh, perhaps, but it is a good balance of understanding culture and uh, in ministry. Um, So what if someone is listening to this recording um, maybe recently as it's, as it's being put out in the podcast version, or maybe, maybe months from now, and they're not quite ready. They they didn't make the deadlines, but uh, or they're not they're not old enough yet. And their youth worker is talking to them about about missions. What is, what are some things that a young person can do if they're not quite ready to make the leap, but yet they still feel a burden for missions? What are what are things they can begin to prepare themselves? Um, just some real life tips as far as what can they do if they feel called to missions, but AYC. Uh, they're not ready for that leap of faith yet. Absolutely. Um, I believe first you need to speak to your pastor. If you feel a calling to missions or even wanting to be involved in AYC, he is um, your covering and you need to speak to him about your desire to participate on a mission trip and seek his guidance. And if he gives you two thumbs up, then I think you can start preparing um, mentally, just praying to God, you know, to open up the correct doors that you need to walk through, as well as uh, financially start saving. The UPCI has um, started a new campaign called Mission Possible. And I believe that it is a great tool. It's It's kind of like an online savings platform that allows you to set up an account online and you can start saving funds now. And you're, I think it has the ability for you to say, um, earn interest on it as well. So if you think that AYC is in your future, you can start saving for it now. So then whenever God does open that door to allow you to participate, you already kind of have um, a head start. You know, your funds are raised. You've already talked to your pastor and you're mentally preparing for that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one thing, too, to maybe even ask if if these people have a job or, uh, you know, finances coming in that to look at their, even their own partners and missions or their faith promise, or even their own missions giving at their local church that, um, you know, are they even willing, are they, are they giving first of all through their congregation before they're wanting to go on a trip? And so we want to, we're trying, I, I believe the, the overall mission of AYC isn't just how many kids we can get to go on trips, but it's to increase global missions as well as North American missions of getting people, not just to a geographical location, but to change the mindset of I'm supposed to minister wherever I am. And so did you have anything in your life, Sanitha, a testimony or something that that impacted you personally that just made you over the top passionate about missions? 
Um, absolutely. Yes, I did. Actually, uh, I felt like God called me to something more than what I was doing on the mission field. I was in um, England, actually, at this time. It's been about 10 years ago. We had one, one service that it just kind of flattened me out on the floor. We were sobbing, ugly crying, you know, during that. We had to pick ourselves up. And after that service, um, we went to the bus stop and God ministered to people at that bus stop. You know, they were coming out of bars, opening up flat windows. And I remember that moment. And I remember thinking, God, if I could connect young people to moments like this for your kingdom, I would absolutely love to do that. And at the time, it was kind of a big dream, something, you know, you just throw out there. But I believe that God heard my prayer. And then, you know, 10 years later, I've been given the opportunity to connect young people to missions. So that I feel like that moment in my life was a big turning point in that. Because when I came back from that trip, God spoke to me in a service and asked me, will I go? Didn't know exactly what that meant at the time. But I feel like he just set me up for this position in my life. Absolutely. And I think one thing that would be important, too, for our listeners to know is that you didn't just stop there, but you still applied yourself to other missions trips and you you volunteered and you served wherever you could at your local church. I'm sure you were giving faithfully to missions. You were involved with uh, the youth division and, and helping with social media for for AYC trips long before you were here on site. So I think that's important. Before you saw that dream completely come to pass, you were still taking small steps, let's say, to to continue that. Yes. Um, I, a, uh, go ahead. Yes. Oh, yes. So I did. I saw any area in my local church, any at the district level, at the local level that needed help. I wanted to help. And if I didn't know the skill, I asked God to help me learn it. I just wanted to be involved in kingdom work. Absolutely. That's very cool. Um, just to hear about a dream, you know, from about 10 years ago to now what you're able to do on a daily basis. Um, do you know if there are any, let's, let's kind of talk about some people who maybe, maybe before it was called AYC, there was, there was youth on missions, uh, that the general youth division, when we were named that used to do that. Um, there was IYC that this, this short term missions trip has been named different things throughout the years. Are you aware of or are we tracking or working on kind of some t- statistics on maybe even full-time missionaries or pastors or people who began their missionary career with a short-term missions trip like AYC? Yes. So I, I get that question frequently and we've started tracking it. I've been working with um, global missions to try to understand that timeline or that path. We don't have any da- enough data right now to explore yet or to say a percentage. However, hopefully in the future, we'll be able to um, give some statistics on that. Absolutely. I know um, I've seen cool pictures before of, you know, like, uh, you know, Brother Howell, Brother Judd back in their day when they were um, on missions trips. I think even our own uh, campus ministry international director, Brother Caleb Saucer, when he was a young person, um, before he was working on campuses, even as a college student, he was on a missions trip. So no doubt, uh, just for our listeners, there are people who have been impacted by by that and are, are in the mission field today. Now, Sister Sunita, as we are getting closer to our time ending on this podcast today, let's talk future. 
Um, as of the time of this recording, I think there are several trips that are already closed and we're probably even past some of the deadlines at this point. But um, let's let's give our listeners, if they're listening uh, within the right time frame, let's give them some some updates of what trips they could still apply for. If we have that information and even uh, some of the very important deadlines that are coming up as of this recording release. And then following that up with uh, some big dreams for 2020. Like let's say someone is listening to this too late and uh, they want to say, all right, well, let me make plans for summer of 2020. When could they expect an approximate time of, hey, when are we going to see dates and locations? You know, um, would it be Youth Congress? Will it be General Conference? When should they be on the lookout for that? So I'll let you take it away with some of those important dates and information, and uh, then we'll turn it over to Brother Thomas, our Director of Promotion, after the after that information. Absolutely. Um, for 2019, we have 15 trips planned. Like you said, Brother Ranking, a lot of our global trips have closed. They've um, been fulfilled. In fact, our global application deadline was January 1st, so it was yesterday. And we closed um, 10 of our global trips. They were full capacity. We also um, have North American trips available. We That deadline is January 15th for your application. The sites that are available for AYC 2019 are Chicago, Portland, as well as Washington, D.C. So those three locations are still available for um, AYC 2019, and you can get your application in by January 15th. For 2020, wow, that seems like a yeon ahead of us, but however, um, I know that that's coming up. You can expect destinations to be released this summer, summer of 2019. We don't have an exact date of when they will be released, but just look on our website, our social media, and we will release those locations, dates, and hopefully prices in the summer. And um, applications will open up for AYC 2020, will open up October 1st of 2019. So be on the lookout for that. And you want to apply early because as soon as a trip fills up, um, we will close it. We won't be when it hits capacity. So if you want a certain destination, you want to be sure to apply on October 1st. So those are the deadlines for AYC 19 and um, AYC 2020. I want to thank you guys for um, allowing me the opportunity to share my burden and passion about AYC. Thanks again so much, Sister Sanitha. We appreciate your time, and we're going to turn the remainder of this podcast over to our Director of Promotion, Brother Michael Thomas, with a few important announcements and a closing in prayer. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you once again for being on this podcast with us today, Sister Sanitha. Don't forget that General Hotel Bookings open February 4th for the North American Youth Congress 2019. You can visit NorthAmericanYouthCongress.com to register for your hotel room and to receive more information relating to NAYC 2019. And now let's close this podcast in prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for the information that we have received and gleaned today from Sister Sanitha. I pray that you help us as youth leaders and youth workers to continually remind our young people and to let them know that they are in this world for a reason and that they are here to fulfill the mission of reaching others. I pray, God, that you would help us to model what it is to be mission-minded people. Pray, God, that we would continually 
make disciples and Lord send disciples into the harvest. Thank you, Lord, for what we've received today. I pray that you bless every youth worker under the sound of my voice. Continue to use them there in their local churches and the local works that you have called them to. And we pray and ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. This podcast is made possible by your generous giving to She's for Christ. And by giving to She's for Christ, you help us to fulfill the mission of UPCI Youth Ministries, which is to educate and engage.